Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Thursday, February 5th, 2009. Dear Lord, today is a hard day. I am bone weary. My chances to rest are bits and snatches, depending on Joseph. At this time, by the way, our fourth born child, Joseph, was a year old and change. And those of you who know uh, what it's like to have a one year old can understand why Katie's chances to rest were bits and snatches. Katie goes on, Yesterday I had about five people talk to me about someone close to them dying from cancer. So today is not such a good day emotionally. And by the way, for those of you who are listening, one of the things that Katie and I discovered along the way is a lot of times people want to come up to connect with you knowing that you're on a hard journey with cancer It would probably be worth my saying it's not a really encouraging thing for someone who's living with a cancer diagnosis through cancer treatment to hear stories about people who have passed away from cancer. I'm not saying be inauthentic, but I am saying be judicious about the stories that you tell. Katie goes on, my times with you have been very sporadic, and she's going to come back to that in a later journal entry from February of 2009. Let me go on. Monday, February 9th, 2009. Dear Lord, from Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard, page 85. Quote, Is it really possible to put to death whatever belongs to my earthly nature, put on a new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of my Creator? By the way, I shouldn't say, quote, I don't know if that's a quote from Renovation or just Katie's own reflections from reading page 85. What I do know is that she goes on this way. Yesterday in church, Shannon spoke on the love of God from Romans 5, 1 through 8. By the way, Shannon and Kathy Kaye were some of our closest friends from our Illinois days, and he was preaching, Shannon that is, was preaching on Romans 5. Katie goes on, the love of God that Christ died for me while still a sinner, is couched in the same passage which says, We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us, If you want to read that passage again, it's in Romans chapter 5. Katie goes on, So my question is, is it really possible to go through something like cancer and be transformed and strengthened in you, Lord, and triumph gloriously? Could you, working in me, enable me to face surgery with courage, 
losing my hair with grace and acceptance and humor, face chemotherapy without fear, contemplate a mastectomy without flinching, accept with humility being unable to do and care for my family and be dependent on others, to trust you with overwhelming financial needs is anything too hard for the Lord. What if all these tribulations produced perseverance, character, and hope? What if I look to the future, glorying in tribulations, instead of cowering in fear that something might go wrong? What was it that you said about the patriarch Joseph? That iron came into his soul. That was through the patriarch Joseph's own trials and tribulations. And Katie goes on, And what if all this happened with a deep, abiding, secure knowledge of your love for me? Proverbs 27, verse 21, The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. It takes a furnace to produce gold. Wow. Saturday, February 14th. 2009. Dear Lord, my quiet time has been very inconsistent since my diagnosis. Remember when I said that I didn't understand how people couldn't turn to you in hard times? I've always felt so dependent on you. But since my cancer diagnosis, I don't feel that I've turned to you in the dependent way that I usually do. It's like you've been putting me through everything I've ever been insensitive about. Last night, sunshine got in the trash, moonshine rolled in poop. And just so you know, sunshine was our beagle mix and moonshine was our old golden retriever. Rachel peed in her bed. Today, the garbage disposal is broken and spraying water everywhere. Yesterday, I left my purse in the cart at Walmart, plus I have an infection. I guess everything just feels difficult. Put the recession on top of everything, and the finances associated with being sick. I felt so unhealthy and unproductive here in Illinois. Here I am, sideline again. It goes against everything in my grain. This Guardian King series that I've been reading has been so interesting. It's full of trial and hardship and learning the same lessons over and over, wondering why things have happened, having it all stripped away. People have been amazingly awesome. We have been super blessed. It shames me to think of the ways that I haven't been there for people when they were hurting. Isaiah 91, to 13 Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who were against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you.
And then Monday, February 16th, 2009. Dear Lord, I will not give you that which costs me nothing, which is basically what I have been doing. And then from the book Jesus Calling in February, from February 16th, that same day. By the way, the book Jesus Calling was a devotional that Katie read and It's essentially scriptural thoughts addressed to the believer as though Jesus himself were saying it. And she writes, Thank me, this is the Lord speaking to her, thank me for the conditions that are requiring you to be still. Do not spoil these quiet hours by wishing them away, waiting impatiently to be active again. Some of the greatest works in my kingdom have been done from sick beds and prison cells, underlined, by the way, in Katie's journal. Instead of resenting the limitations of a weakened body, search for my way in the midst of these very circumstances. By the way, search for my way, underlined in her journal. And then Isaiah 30, verse 15, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. By the way, underlined also in Katie's journal, you would not. I think that this will be a good verse for our ministry. Here is Christian math. Quietness plus confidence equals strength. Returning plus rest equals salvation. Weakness equals strength. Infirmities equal the power of Christ in me. I lost it in church yesterday. You told me to kneel during worship. I haven't done that in years, and I just fell apart. Crying more about our ministry. Crying about how hard it's been to be here in Illinois, and now to have cancer. And I should mention that we had moved to Illinois in the summer of 2006 to help kind of uh, rebuild a navigator's ministry, a campus ministry at the University of Illinois. And it had been hard sledding for us in some ways, trying to build a ministry on top of raising a family and then with a cancer diagnosis. Uh, That's what Katie was responding to that morning that the Lord told her to kneel down and worship, and she just began to weep about her ministry and uh, the challenges of life. And then Tuesday, February 17th of 2009. Yesterday, I screamed uncontrollably at sunshine. That again was our beagle. Two times. That and a breakdown at church tell me something about my emotional state. Yesterday, I read in my breast cancer book, a mastectomy could be a very real possibility. Today is my first oncology appointment. Can I just say, too, Katie was not the kind of person to go around yelling at uh, dogs or or people, Um, and so she's very right. Uh, It's interesting to me that she just notes, almost matter-of-factly, that she had read that a mastectomy was a probability for her, and today is her first oncology appointment. She realized how much of a burden she was carrying um, and that that was expressing itself in some emotional 
back and forth between weeping and anger. Wednesday, February 18th, 2009. Dear Lord, somehow I've been oddly awake since about 4.30. Strange. Lately I've been popping awake earlier than need be. I survived my oncology appointment, and I would even say that it went well. My MRI results appeared to be decent, no significant spread of cancer. I have some swollen lymph nodes. Psalm 73, verses 23 to 24. Nevertheless, I am continually with you, Lord. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Thursday, February 19th, 2009. Dear Lord, yesterday was a good day. I went to Carl Clinic, met with Dr. Rowland. It was very clear that this is where I want to do my treatment and have my care. Exodus 3, verse 14. I am who I am. And parenthetically, Katie says, that brooks no argument. I am has sent me to you, also from Exodus 3. And then Genesis 22, the Lord will provide. And Habakkuk 3, verses 17 through 19, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Hey, if you're just dropping into the podcast, there are good things here. Can I just say two things for you? One is that every journal entry that I just read began with the date and then the words, Dear Lord. As Katie faced a cancer diagnosis, she turned her attention to the Lord as she had been doing for years and years and addressed her troubles to the Lord. But also, you see in page after page, She's recording scripture verses, actually writing them out oftentimes because she's hearing the Lord also speak to her. It's like the Lord is saying to her, Dear Katie, listen to my word. I am who I am. I will provide. In some ways for us, Katie's journal entries and her prayers are like a study in what it means for God to turn our tribulation, our trial into an opportunity for our transformation, growth and perseverance and character and hope, just like he said in Romans 5, just like Katie recorded in her journal entry. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. If you're finding this podcast to be filled with help and hope for you, could I ask you to do two things? One, Leave a positive review for it somewhere so that other people might find it. And then, especially if you know of someone who is dealing with a cancer diagnosis or other difficult news, or they're simply walking alongside 
a friend or family member going through a difficult time like that, please pass along this podcast. There are good things here to them. Perhaps it would help them as well. Thanks. Thanks.